Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Marriage Monday hosted by the Unconventional Family, where we are going to talk all things love and marriage, and we're going to throw in a good dose of Jesus with it. Marriage always has, always will be worth fighting for. Y'all get ready to listen. Love and marriage, love and marriage. They go together like a horse and carriage. All right. I don't know the rest of the song. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us for Marriage Monday. Happy Monday. Monday. Best day of the week. You Thank know why? God it's Monday. Because it's fresh, it's a new week, and there's endless possibilities. Amen. Look at that. That I should be the official spokesperson for Mondays. You should be. If Monday needed a commercial. We should put that on a t-shirt. Monday's official (laughs) spokesperson. Anyway, let's get into Marriage Monday. For those of you that are already married, this may be a little um, late. But the context of it will be late. But the content of it was right on time. Or you could just go back and ask these questions. For oh, good conversation. That's what I'm saying right there. The content's just fine, but the oh, context okay. is... See, so what it is, check it out. So if you're not married, then this is right on time and on context. And then if you are single and haven't even found somebody yet, you should keep these things in mind. But today we're going to answer, and it's actually from Bride Magazine, 12 questions that you should ask your partner before you get married. Okay. Okay. I wonder if we did any of these. Well, we're not. We're just going. Here's how we're going to do it. And maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. I don't know. Yeah. But we're just going to give quick synopsi. Synopsi. I'm just kidding. A quick synopsis <laughs> of how we feel about each one of these. Okay. All right. All right. So number one, what are your financial goals and how can we try to reach them? Well, we're right on point with each other on that. Yeah. Fantastic credit scores, money in the bank, multiple properties. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, our goals line up one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I will say before you marry somebody, you need to know what their credits are. <laughs> and I can hear somebody saying that's very unspiritual and, uh, and wrong. That's not true because the Bible actually says that a wicked man borrows but won't repay. Right. It and, and look, I know people. Look, look, I've had. More of my life I have spent with bad credit than I have with good. But I've had both. Yep. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a bad person. But it does mean that you have some bad baggage. Yeah. No, no, it may not even be habits. You may have just gotten to a spot. That's true. Yeah. But everybody doesn't just get into a spot. Right. Some people have been flippant with their money. Yeah. And you need to know that before you, especially if you're bringing a lot of money or good credit to the marriage... Don't let that man, don't let him, don't let that bum ruin your credit. Yeah. (laughs) Or that woman. Mm -hmm. All right, number two. How can I help you when you're stressed? I have the answer to this already. I'm going to answer the question for you, and then you answer the question for me. Okay. So that's that's what I think. I think that's how we'll do it on these since we're already married. Yeah. How I can help Amanda when she's stressed is, number one, stay in my own lane. Yeah. She doesn't want you up in her face. She doesn't want you up. As she checks the cornbread. <laughs> she doesn't want you hovering. Are you okay? 
A million questions. I hate that question. If, if I'm stressed, are you okay? Are you all right? Yeah. Is everything okay? Right. <laughs> if you are stressed, the best way I can help you is to do some kind of thing around the house that lightens your load, stay out of your way, and possibly suggest that we go do something that's relaxing that you weren't expecting to go do. Like get a pizza and sit in the park and eat it or something. Yeah, I, I mean, and handing me $100 and telling me, go get you some coffee, go to Target all by yourself. That's it right there. That's my Is jam. Is that on the list? That's, I don't know. I didn't know. That's my jam. Just yeah. tell me, me, myself, and I go get coffee and go shopping. I love shopping by myself because I'm a very specific shopper. And when I'm done in an area, I don't like waiting for another person. I am very impatient. Amen. So anyways. How can you help me when I'm stressed? Um, draw you a bubble bath with candles. Hey, girl. <laughs> she ain't playing either. No. And let you have decompressed time. Yes. Let you go either back into the bedroom or, I mean, honestly, let you have like a bath in just about 30, 45 minutes of silence. Yep. Where we're not bothering you. We're not asking you for anything. You just, you have a moment to... Put all of your worries from the day away. I am a very available person to people. I am uh, a very needed person. A lot of people, quote unquote, need me a lot. So sometimes to have 45 minutes where nobody needs me. Yes. Is all I need. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. The next question is, do you want children and what would you do if we struggle to get pregnant? That is a good question to go through. It's easy for us because we've already been here. Right. Some people, that breaks their whole marriage down. It didn't even begin to have that effect on us. No. You cannot let difficulty tear your marriage down. Here's the deal. The only part of this question that is up in the air for me, for people that aren't married, is this. Do you want children? Yeah. Because if you want children, if you want children and they don't, don't get married. You're going to have an issue. Yeah. Now, in our lives, we've had trouble with pregnancy. What do we do if we struggle to get pregnant? What do you mean, what do we do? We believe God. We go adopt. Yeah. We love on children. We love on people. We love each other. And we don't have any... I don't. I don't have an empty hole in my heart. No, not at all. These boys have filled that just fine. Absolutely. And, And you just have to have this attitude. Like, it amazes me how many people just... Have this. Now I'm gonna help everybody because I feel like I'm gonna go ahead. Why do people feel like I need to have a child that has my DNA? Why is that such a big deal? That's like a matriarch spirit. I, I don't know <laughs> what. It, it's weird. Yeah. There's over three hundred kid, three hundred thousand kids in American foster care. Like, give your heart and your soul, and cover a child and bring them in and and adopt a child. Jesus was adopted by Joseph. Right. In Romans chapter 8, we learn that God said adoption is a spirit that comes from God. Yeah. You're not stealing a kid. You're not going to be cursed with some kind of problem that they just biologically get. No, that's a bunch of hogwash. They will be who you mold them to be. Absolutely. And I'm just so pleased with how we've had children. Me too. Number four. What are your expectations around parenting and child care? Well, let, let's say discipline of children. Yeah. 
my expectations of discipline are that we will create an environment where the children know we love them, but they also know they will do what we say when we say, and there will be no rebellion. Yes. It's just not, and I, I will not allow a kid to split me and my wife. Right. No, absolutely. We've always agreed. And before we had the boys, we were always like, oh, yes, absolutely. We will spank. We will discipline this way. And I think, too, you both have to be willing to change your parenting styles depending on the child's personality. Now, obviously, because of the boys' situation, we have court orders that we are not allowed to have any corporal punishment. So we have obviously had to change the way that we think. But now looking at it and we're like, well, if we ever have a child biologically, I don't think that we would spank because we have been able to, to, we've been able to figure out a great way to discipline and it's, it's worked so fantastically that I don't think crossing my hand across my child's butt is, is necessary. Now, do I look down on people who give spankings? Absolutely not. But I think too many times it's done out of anger and not out of discipline. Amen. And so I think I think just too many times it crosses too many boundaries. What's your communication style? That's the next question. Oh, quickly address it and move on. I'm not a talker. I do not need to talk through things. I'm terrible at communication. <laughs> you are very, very poor at communication. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only say what needs to be said. And and I don't know. I will I say, mean, though, I've never had this issue with Amanda that she said something she didn't mean. Right. And I know that people say, oh, no, you meant it if you said it. Shut up. I've said a ton of things I didn't mean. Right. I, I, I'll give you an example. I have said, if that mother says one more word to me, I'm going to knock him out. Yeah. And guess what happened? The dude said another word to me and I didn't knock him out. So I didn't mean it, did I? Right. Okay. Sometimes you do say things you don't mean yeah. when you let your emotions take over. Yeah. Amanda doesn't really have that problem too much. But I will say my communication style is... You're an over-communicator. I, I would tell you this. There's not a lot of things that... That I feel in my life, I'm 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 on a professional level with. I'm I'm pretty much a professional communicator. Yeah, I I could be a press secretary for somebody. Like I know how to convey the point, but in the context of marriage, sometimes I want to talk too much for the for the for the wife that I have, and I have to learn to like, hey, that's not the way she communicates. So pump your brakes, homeboy. Yeah. And talk a little less. I will say too. So if you if you're in a say an argument or a fight with your spouse and one person wants to hash it out right then and there and the other person needs time, I am a processor. I'm not like an immediate need to talk about it, get it over with. I need to process it, give me a minute to process it and let's let's come back to it when we're both level-headed. And I know it said a lot, I, probably in every marriage book that you'll read is don't go to bed angry, don't go to bed angry. But is it better if there's an argument in the evening to sleep on it and address it the next day? 
or to hash it out whenever you're both tired, right. you're both angry, and you're just done. Like, here, I think that would make it worse. Here's why people say that, okay? Because they feel like they couldn't live with the fact that if you died in your sleep, that you were mad at each other. Yeah. Okay? But here's the thing. You are, you listening, not you, my wife, you, you that are listening, you need to have confidence and security in your marriage that just because your spouse is mad at you temporarily, even if it was the last thing you said was, you're really pissing me off. Yeah. That does not invalidate. Don't be so insecure that you feel like that invalidates their intimate love for you. Right. Right. I, I know, I know that my spouse being mad at me does not mean she's leaving. Right. And if she pulled out, God forbid, and got hit by a bus pulling out of the driveway and last thing she did was get mad at me. I mean, yeah, that's not the way you want to part. But I'll tell you this, I would never consider that again. I would know, I would know that she loved me. Yeah. I would know that. Because... We don't have temporary spurts of commitment and love. Marriage is a lifelong commitment, a lifelong love. It is not when you make me happy. Right. Right? I'm going to toss a, uh, some in here I think the people would just be interested in hearing. Off the cuff, I want you all to listen. This is going to be a funny answer. Last time we had a real fight. Go. Quick. When was it? Oh. What, was it? what was it? What was it? What was it? She's not going to be able to tell you. If she tells you, it's going to be a while. I, I'm going to say last year. It had to have been 2021. I don't know of any. Now, have we gotten to like little bickers? Bickers? Is that a word? Bicker? Have we bickered back and forth? Your bickering should be, listen to me carefully. Quick. It should <laughs> be like siblings bicker. Yeah. Bro, I don't know. No, 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 no. Quick, flare up. And then if anybody were to come over and slap your sibling, right that moment, you'd jump right, straddle their head and start beating the fire out of them. You know oh, you yeah. would. Yeah. But, I mean, I would say we've we've definitely bickered because there's definitely things that you've done and I've been like, mm, bruh. But as far as uh, like a decent sized fight that I can remember, it was definitely last year because I remember it now. I don't remember where, it, but it was out on our back porch. I don't even remember what it was about. I don't even remember it happening. That's how that's how little we argue. Yeah. Refuse to argue with one another. Someone <laughs> can't argue by themselves, by the way. So if one of you chooses not to argue, the argument cannot happen. What are your deal breakers? Faith, abuse, the children thing, obviously. What's the children thing? Like if they didn't want children and oh, I yeah, wanted yeah, children. Yeah, yeah. I have one. And I, the laziness. If they didn't get up and go to work every day and provide, no, we can't be together. I, I have one. What? I only have one deal breaker. What? Because it encompasses everything you just said. Oh, and if you stink. Okay, I might add that, yeah. But now, now wait a minute. The people are listening like, that wasn't accusatory. I do not stink. No, no, no. No, I, I, no you do not stink. No. <laughs> if you smell funny, you, you wouldn't be in my bed. I have prided myself in my 40 years, starting about when I was about... 10, making sure that if one of the girls in the hallway did hug me, mm, that, they were happy, that they were happy they did. 
Come on into the Big Bear. He's going to smell like Curve or Aspen or something. You're going to be happy you hug Papa. <laughs> What's I, your deal breaker? Trust. Ooh. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Well, well wait a minute. What, what? Trust. It all is. Yeah. It all falls in other than stinking. All, all, <laughs> all, all falls into trust for me. Well, you trust that I shower, so. <laughs> yeah. If I have to wonder if you'll cheat. No. Then, then let me just be clear. All right, let's talk pre-marriage. Okay. If I have to wonder if a girl is cheating on me, we're done. Absolutely. We're done. Um, I'm probably not even going to give you a good explanation why. Mm. I'm probably going to be a good-sized douchebag about it. Yeah. Probably just going to ghost and stop talking to you. Like, And then when I finally do, hey, listen, here's the deal. You gave me significant reason to believe that you were cheating. So Now, after marriage, with children... They ain't gonna be three strikes, and I will say if I have to, if I truly believe I'm being cheated on, it is the one area for me. You say, well, abuse, yeah, for you, but ain't no woman abusing me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, what about mental? You can't mentally abuse me. I'm too strong. Yeah. I can't be abused. No. Yeah. Okay. My deal breaker. It would be that. It would be the only thing that would lead me to a divorce. Is do I have to wonder, while I'm at work, is somebody coming over? Yeah. Is she flirting with men? or is? And there's a difference between being kind and nice and welcoming and warm and flirting. Right. And I know the difference. Absolutely. And I can spot it instantly. Absolutely. And if I have to wonder, you're on immediate probation. And if I keep wondering, you're going to be wondering where your husband went. Yeah. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Yeah. That's my deal breaker, is trust. I have to trust. What do you do when trust is broken? Oh, you get yourself to the marriage conference put on by the unconventional family. Yes, sir, right. That, there would definitely be a teaching on that. Absolutely. All right, seventh question tonight. How much alone time do you need? Um, We've kind of already talked alone time, but for me, it's about an hour a day. I would say same for me, yeah. What's your biggest fear? Ooh, biggest fear. If you're not married yet, you would want to know this so that you don't step all over their insecurities and their fears. Yeah. You want to be cognizant of what your partner, your your fiancé cares about. Yeah. My biggest fear now, being married and having children, is something happening to you or the boys. Yeah. Two would be not achieving and doing everything that my heart desires to do. I am very much, well, I'm a Enneagram 7. So not doing all the, all the things that bring me joy. I've, mani- I've managed in the last couple of months my fears. My greatest fear is not being here to protect my family. Yeah. Or something happening to you or the kids. But I've taken steps to manage that. I got a, a good will written. I have specific sets of instructions to very powerful and strong men in my life on how to take care of my family. Yeah. And I'm not even worried about it anymore. Yeah. If I go, I go. Just fair warning, there won't be anybody coming after y'all. Yeah. Oh, no. We'll be fine. (laughs) Take that how you want to take it. (laughs) How do you deal with... How do we deal with our in-laws? I'm going to start. We don't. We don't deal. They have a lane. They have a... A boundary that they're outside of, both sides. Yeah. And 
they do very well staying in their boundaries. We we are very fortunate. <laughs> I love my in-laws. They I love, love me. Jason loves his. We all get along great. Yeah, we don't deal with them. We're getting super deep into this. So I'm going to fast forward to a few. Sure. Oh, let's 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 make this Actually, there's only 3. You want to go? Yeah, we can make it quick. I'm not answering this. This is retarded. What are your fantasies surrounding marriage? I ain't got no fantasies. Fantasies? You people, like, what do y'all want? Y'all want somebody to swing in on a rope, like, dress like Tarzan and just take you on the kitchen table? Like, <laughs> I don't, like, I don't know what you want. Do you want, like, a Daniel Steele novel? You like, better not be putting your booty where I eat my roast. Uh-uh. Here, here's the deal, dude. Uh-uh. Y'all might think I'm playing. Like, I don't... You, it, let me, here, you know what my fantasy is? Here's my fantasy. Get in there and get a shower and smell like some good body spray so daddy can lay it down, okay? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about right there. The Bible says the marriage bed, not the marriage counter, not the marriage, the marriage table. <laughs> <laughs> and let me just go ahead and tell y'all, it is too dangerous in the shower. I'm just y'all not. Y'all need to calm down. It gets slippery in I'm there. I'm just not <laughs> kinky man. Like, <laughs> bro, just... Do your own thing. But My just, God. just warn us if we're sitting what? down at your dinner table. Like, mm. No, see, I can't sit down at people's dinner tables now. I'm going to bring Clorox wipes. I don't know that the booty juice ain't been on there. All right. <clears throat> Number 11, what are your expectations on sex? Well, <laughs> here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> Do not be fooled by the honeymoon period, the rampant first few weeks or months of sex are absolutely different than when you're married. 100%. However, if she or he is holding out on you for weeks at a time, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That that's is manipulation. Not, that is not normal. And it, I mean, yes, of course, there could be medical issues. Get them addressed. <laughs> Address them. You can't be in a sexless marriage. Right. I mean, we, we promise to keep it real. I expect sex two to three times a week. Usually I get it about two times a week. That is what it is. Okay, that's what I expect. So we we keep it raw, real, and whatever. We do. Like, yeah. like if, if, I, if I was only having sex once a month, um, I'd be figuring out a way to address that because pro- it'd be a problem for me. Yeah. Right? Now I'm not I'm not an old horny goat over here like we gotta have sex six times a week or my back I ain't got no stamina for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we wouldn't be able to that's move too much, man. And get out of bed. That's too much. I just wanna no. sit on the couch sometimes and watch family matters and fall asleep. I will say with holding sex because you are angry or you are mad or you were trying to prove a point is absolutely not the way to go about it. That's manipulation. And so if you are doing that, stop doing that. Obviously, there is some give and take in every relationship. I don't think two people have the exact same sex drive. So there, you know, are there some weeks that it's less, some weeks that it's more? Absolutely, of course. And then you do have to understand too, once children get thrown into the mix, and I know, I and I know there's tons of people that'll say, "Oh, you know, don't let your kids affect it." It will because if you got a sick baby and they need to sleep with mommy or they need, you know, cuddles from daddy, but it was, you know, the hubby or the wife was already planning on it. You're gonna have to be able to be. What is the word I'm looking for? Mature. 
Yeah, and just say, you know, not me tonight. You know, baby needs mama. And even if that baby is 10, you know, sometimes you're just going to have to set those desires aside and just be like, all right, tomorrow night. So, yeah. I just wanted to throw that in there. Cause I'll tell you another thing. If you watch porn, don't. Yeah. It gives you unrealistic expectations or what to happen in the bedroom. That's right. Because that, that look, some of the things and scenarios that most of the scenarios and things that, that play out in pornography, that that's not real life, man. That's just, yeah. it's just not, you, you know, it, it's, it's not anywhere close. It, it turns sex into just an objectification of women really, but men too. And it, Sex designed by God was intimacy, into me see, right? A connection. It was, it was supposed to be an expression of your love one to another. It is not just supposed to be this, you know, like wild expectation of, you know, I was being funny earlier about Tarzan mm-hmm. or whatever, but like it, it's, look. It's not it, yeah. Look, period, the end. Nobody else is coming in the bedroom. <laughs> I ain't watching nobody else in the bedroom. Mm-mm. All this kind of stuff. Y'all better talk about that before you get married. Because if Amanda traipsed up in here into the kitchen one day and was like, <laughs> I think we need a third person in the bedroom. And I, I'd tell her, uh, I, I think you a hoe. That's what I think. <laughs> I think you need a good swift kick is what you need. Because there ain't going to be no third, male or female. <laughs> no. It don't matter to me. You know, don't you think that'd be up? No, I don't think. I think it'd be awesome. They get their butt out there and work in the yard while I have sex. <laughs> you want to bring another woman or man over, put them out in the garden. <laughs> they, they better pull some weeds out there while I'm in here doing my thing. <laughs> Ain't nobody coming in here. Get out of here, right? Uh, so I'm just. No. <laughs> that, that advice was brought, brought to you by a white boy from Bartlett. It is what it is. All right. Number 12. What does marriage mean to you? A Ooh. forever. Trust-filled covenant till death do us part. Absolutely. It it means putting your whole self into something, to someone and trusting that they have nothing but good intentions and high hopes for you and being able to have comfort with somebody like you've never had with any person obviously with god but with any person you are just able to be the most vulnerable but i think my quote sums up what i and i want you to give that in just a second but i have something i want to say yeah if you find yourself on the brink of divorce and it's for any other reason than abuse or repetitive cheating you are wrong for yeah. getting a divorce. Yeah. Uh, well, Jason, there's situations. There are no situations that aren't encompassed by death do me part. Until death do us part, richer or poorer, sickness and in health, good times and bad, have money, don't have it, have credit, don't have it, back hurts, back doesn't hurt, lots of sex, little sex. My, my God. Here's the deal. I signed up for a lifelong covenant. And unless I am repetitively being cheated on, for me as a man, there will be no other reason that I would divorce. 
And for Amanda, I, if she if she filed for divorce for any other reason than I put my hands on her, put my hands on the kids, or was repetitively cheating, I gotta be honest with you, I'd probably never speak to her again. That would be so disappointing. Or I would say repetitive emotional abuse. I mean abuse of all kinds. Yeah. Not yeah. just physical. Yeah. It's not just physical. When I say abuse, I'm very well aware of all the types of abuse. Yeah. Okay? And so divorce is not an option, guys. Yeah. It's just not an option. So if you're not married yet, if you can't live – I'm a man, so I'm going to speak from a man's perspective. If you can't live with her the way she looks right now, if you can't live with the affection she shows you right now, don't do it. Don't get married. You're not going to get over here and change her. Yeah. But if you have found the person that you feel you can't live without, (laughs) get married. Come on, give the quote and let's get out of here. All right. I read this the other day and it's the most perfect thing I've ever read. When I say I love you more, I don't mean I love you more than you love me. I mean, I love you more than the bad days ahead of us. I love you more than any fight we will ever have. I love you more than the distance between us. I love you more than any obstacle that could try and come between us. I love you more. Love you more. Isn't that the best? Long live love. Yes. Hope y'all have a fantastic Monday, a fantastic week. And we're going to get out of here and eat our supper because I just took the cornbread out of the oven. Amen. Love you more. Love you most.